0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now Podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this is our first new moon forecast of 2021. And as many of you know, the new moon is a time of turning inwards, of connecting to receptivity, of personal reflection, The new moon is a seed. It's a time of new beginnings and setting new intentions. And so the first new moon of the new year, I think is particularly sweet, particularly auspicious. And I'm going to talk about other qualities of this new moon that I find particularly nice for our our kickoff to 2021. We are going to discuss some current events. I'm going to discuss the timing of things and just looking at things at a more macro level with the astrological configurations, but I prefer to stay on a more interpersonal level. And so we're going to talk a lot about staying connected to our personal power and how not to lose ourselves when things get a little crazy in the outer world, okay? Before we get started, I do want to remind you all that I have a Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. And every Monday, I post personal horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs to prepare you for the week ahead. On every Thursday, I post an educational session that is designed to help you learn how to decipher your birth chart. And there are other fun things like a monthly patron social and the patron spotlight where I interview you to learn more about your astrological journey and what astrology means to you. If any of that sounds enjoyable, Patreon may be a fun place to explore. I also want to let you all know that I have a beginner series that will start on January 24th. To learn more about that, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then group study, scroll to the bottom to see the dates that we are going to meet. If you've been wanting to learn about Vedic astrology from the ground up and how to decipher your birth chart, that may be a fun training. I've done it a few times now and it's just always so enjoyable and rewarding. Finally, if you are new to Vedic sidereal astrology, you can go to my website, go to offerings and charts, to calculate your birth chart remember I study the Vedic sidereal zodiac so if you follow the western tropical system none of this is going to make sense you are going to think that I don't know what I'm talking about (laughs) so just be mindful be aware that I am following the Vedic sidereal system all right so getting into the new moon and what is going on in the sky so first of all, I just want to say that this week has been pretty crazy, and I'm sure that there are so many different mixed feelings. There are so many feelings floating around of fear and frustration and anxiety, probably feelings of being misunderstood or unseen, unvalidated, just so many feelings and complicated feelings and maybe even feelings that are hard to name or put a finger on because they are so deep and complicated and I just want to say that I hear you and I feel that and again we're going to discuss ways today of working through that and staying connected to ourselves and This is the beginning of huge change. I had mentioned a few months ago, I mean, I've been talking about this for a while, but events that we see this month are going to be the catalyst of change for the next several years. And, you know, events that we see in the next upcoming months are going to be catalysts of a big, deep government structural change that we'll see unfolding for the next couple of years. And something that is important to remember is that change is a constant. When we look back in history, change is constantly occurring. Things like this are constantly happening. We can't expect things to always stay the same and to be stable forever. Things are constantly moving, shifting, changing, and that is the consequence of being a human. And... A lot of these outer world things we don't have a whole lot of control over and the more that we focus our energy and our attention on the outer world, the more we lose touch with ourselves a lot of the time and I'm not saying there's not a place for that because look, if you are invested in change, if you are invested in policy, if you are a part of of the system and making and creating change, there is absolutely energy that needs to be focused on the outer world. So I'm not saying there's not a time and a place for it. But I think that there really does need to be an emphasis on directing energy inwards and really fortifying what we believe to be true, what we believe to be ethical, what we believe to be right. And conducting our lives in a way that is supportive of that. And maybe some of you have heard this quote before, but it's where attention goes, energy flows. And if you are a yoga practitioner or you do anything that's super physical, this is so clear. When you focus on an area of your body, if you put your attention on your toes, it's almost as if energy flows into that space. If we're focusing on our breath, Allowing our breath to travel to our belly, down deep into our lungs, and then as we exhale flowing upwards, maybe even focusing along the spine up through the crown of our head, we can feel that circuit of energy, we feel those parts of our body awaken. And it's the same thing in the outer world. When we choose to focus our attention on something, energy is going to flow into that area of our life. And I want you to be so mindful of that because you are so much more powerful than you think you are, possibly. You may be someone listening to this saying, nah, I know that I'm powerful. And if that's you, cheers to you because you know (laughs) and you're aware of it. But this is a reminder for those of you who may forget just how incredibly powerful you are, how much personal agency you have over your life, and how much change every day you can make by directing your energy and your focus and your attention onto the areas of your life that you want to see grow and flourish and manifest. And once we can start doing that, it really is amazing what we see change in our lives. And Another reminder that as soon as you become disconnected from yourself, you start losing the game. If you're in it to win it, which we're going to talk about today with Uttara Ashada, where the new moon is going to be. If you're in it to win it, you've got to stay connected to yourself. You can't let other people take your power. You can't let other people take your energy. As soon as we allow ourselves to be flooded with information from the outer world, from emotions from the outer world, We become so far disconnected from ourselves and we become flooded with these really complicated human emotions that are so incredibly normal and natural, but it it can become incredibly overstimulating and disorienting and confusing. And in order to create change, you have to be clear and level-headed and steady if you want to create change in your own life and if you want to be a fortress, if you want to be a shelter for other people. And I know that there are a lot of healers listening to this podcast. And um, it's just a reminder, again, just in case, just in case you have forgotten. So that was a little bit of a long winded intro. But let's go ahead and discuss the new moon (laughs) taking place on January twelfth, 2021, around 11pm Central Time so this new moon is going to be taking place in the sign of sagittarius and it will be the moon and the sun because with the new moon the sun and the moon are so close together that the moon cannot shed any light it's completely dark you won't be able to see it in the sky it will also be sitting with venus and that being said i do want people to be mindful um, there could be a little tension in relationships until after the 13th. After the 13th, things are going to clear up. So just be mindful. There may be a little bit of a rockiness in relationship with Venus moving into Mula, Nakshatra. Um, but after that, things should feel a little bit more liberated and a little bit more free. With the sun and the moon and the sign of Sagittarius, Sagittarius is the sign of our personal beliefs of our religious background, of what we find to be true with a capital T. It also has a lot to do with our ethics and our virtue. And when the sun and the moon come into this sign, there's going to be a great focus on these areas of our life. And the one thing that I've mentioned about Sagittarius before is that when it's not in balance, it can become very radicalized and dogmatic. And so we can see a radicalized movement, people expressing their radical beliefs, radicalized ideology. And so it's such an important time to reflect on ourselves and ask ourselves, what is truly ethical? What is truly virtuous? What is truly fair for everybody, not just ourselves? And how can we be open and respectful and loving to others while still maintaining personal boundaries and keeping ourselves safe and respecting ourselves, right? Because there is this element of responsibility we owe to ourselves to not let hate into our life, to not let fear and frustration and confusion flood us And so I think it's about striking this balance between staying connected to our truth, what we know to be true, ethical, fair, and just, and kind, right? And maintaining and upholding boundaries to keep ourselves safe and protected, okay? And so on this new moon, I think it's such a powerful time to focus on what Uttara Ashada represents and Uttara Ashada represents the latter victory, the later victorious one or the later invincible one. And this comes after Porva Ashada. Porva Ashada is a much more intense nakshatra. It has a lot to do with war and violence. Uttara Ashada, it's connected. It's it's connected to that energy. It's still intense. Like I was saying, it's still connected to Sagittarius, which can be a little radicalized, but it is a little softer. And I think that it's a powerful opportunity to connect with what makes us feel victorious, what makes you feel victorious and in your power. And so reflecting on days, when you felt powerful, when you felt in alignment with your truth. And I'm going to talk about what that looks like for me to give you an example on how to contemplate and maybe come to your own conclusions for yourself in your own life. But first, I want to say something that's so important. And that's, if we are looking for something outside of ourselves, we are not going to find it. And there are lots of reasons for that. But first of all, if we cannot locate something and see it in ourselves, it becomes so difficult to locate and see outside of ourselves. This is why people who don't feel a lot of love for themselves have a difficult time receiving love from other people or seeing real love from other people. If we can truly connect with love and feel love for ourselves and feel love for the people around us, we can receive and experience the love of other people. If we have good intentions and we trust people and and we believe in the goodness of others, we can truly see the goodness and the sweetness in the people around us. If we feel resentful and angry and jealous and hateful, we're not going to be able to receive the gentleness and love and generosity of other people as easily, okay? It's not like it's never gonna happen, but it doesn't happen as easily and so if we're searching for something in the outer world like peacefulness or compassion or love and understanding sitting and seeking and connecting with that within ourselves is going to make it so much easier and in that process we're also going to slow down and stop taking so much input from the outer world allowing them to dictate how we feel and what we think it gives us an opportunity to sit connect with those feelings inside of ourselves come to our own conclusions and really get in touch with our feelings. So it's all about slowing down, slowing down, tuning in, giving ourselves like gentle love and compassion. And we hear that a lot. And I think it that it can become a little bit stereotypical, and maybe some of you are rolling your eyes <laughs> at it. And I don't really blame you because it can be really oversaturated in the spiritual world. But there's a reason that it's generic and there's a reason that it's said so often is because when you can really tune into that when you can really tune in to gentle love and compassion and really tune into connecting with yourself that's when things start really changing but it's a practice and it usually takes a while and it requires like a daily ritual or a, or a daily intention towards that um, but I, I hope that that was helpful and I hope that it inspires you if you're not inspired already to Look within yourself when you're tempted to search in the outer world for something. And so connecting to our own strength and our own truth and allowing ourselves to be victorious in our own lives, what does that look like? So for me... On days that I feel victorious and I'm harnessing this Uttara Ashada energy and I feel in alignment with my truth, my virtue, my ethics, I wake up early. I begin the day by meditating. I try not to get on social media before I meditate. It's like a little rule that I have. I'm not perfect. I mess up sometimes. (laughs) But this is my intention that I fulfill more often than not. And then I set my objectives for the day. As I've shared with you all before, I set three objectives for the areas of my life of work, what I want to complete in my work, three objectives for my energy, what I want to do for my physical body, and then three for love, what I want to do to harbor my heart and make sure that I'm feeling fulfilled and in love with my friends or my loved ones. And I got this from Brian Johnson, if you guys aren't familiar with him. So I write my objectives, I journal a little bit, and I stay connected to my personal affirmations that I do. I stay responsibly up to date with current events. So after I finish that process, I do like to stay updated on what's happening in the world. And then I have some coffee. I like to try to help people in my day every day. I try to serve someone in some way. I try to make someone's life easier. I try to make it better. I try to act in service. This makes me feel in alignment with my truth, helps me feel victorious. I'm productive in my work. I take care of my body. I get some time outside and I go to sleep at a reasonable hour. For me, that's really what I need in my day to feel in alignment. And I could go into deeper detail, but I just want to give you guys like a general outline as to what looks victorious for me, what looks in alignment. And this could look different for anybody. It will look different for everybody. But if you notice, my day did not consist of obsessing over the outer world, and pouring all of my energy into outside stimulus And I want to say that, again, if you are involved in policy, or you're involved with making a big change in a more macro way, you are going to need to focus on those areas of your life. And that's not bad. That's not a bad thing. But I think that there is something to be said about taking time to turn inwards and look within to stay in alignment with your truth and your authenticity so that you don't get too wrapped up in the objectives and the emotions and actions of other people. And when we look at great leaders, that's exactly what they do. They don't let themselves get too swept away by the outside world. They stay focused. They turn inward. They stay in alignment with their truth and their authenticity. What they think is ethical, right? What they think is virtuous. So I hope that that was helpful. I hope that it's going to be a little bit more empowering and inspiring not to just keep pouring energy into the chaos because it's just, it's not super helpful. It's not super worth your time in my opinion. Um, Okay. So auspicious activities for Uttara Ashada, it's a good time for initiating activities. It's a good time for planning events. So if you have been wanting to plan an event, doing it on January 12th is going to be particularly auspicious. It's a wonderful time for spiritual activity and rituals. So if you listened to my intention setting ceremony, maybe sitting down and creating some rituals in your day that you know are going to improve your life it is a good time for artistic endeavors for laying foundations if you happen to be moving right now it's a super auspicious time for moving into a new home it is a great time for marriage so if you happen to plan a wedding around this time it's a good idea if somehow you want to get married in the next couple of days Hey, it's a good time. It's not a great time for travel. It is not a great time for unethical activity. This is a very ethical next structure. I'm going to keep saying that. So it's a good time to reflect on your ethics and what ethics look to you, what ethics look like to you, I should say. So again, I hope that this all was helpful and I hope that you are feeling a little bit more connected. Now, looking at the world at large. We have a buildup occurring in Capricorn and we're going to see this over the next couple of weeks. Capricorn is our government, our governmental structures. It is currency and the economy. Um, and we are having Pluto, Saturn and Jupiter conjoin here. As I've been mentioning, we are going to see these events occurring that are going to spur great change. So be aware of that. Mercury will also be in Capricorn. Mercury is our communication and how we communicate with one another. When it's sitting here with Saturn and Jupiter, that is do, this conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter is doing so much to kind of break things down and, and spur this massive change. With Mercury sitting here, I do think that we are going to see information come out that is surprising information that comes out that creates even more of a change mercury is also going to go retrograde at the end of the month which is going to bring an entirely new level of um, interesting events okay i think that things are going to become a little bit more muddled a little bit more confusing in the media and most importantly we are going to start seeing how corrupt things can be and corrupt messages coming out so be keeping an eye out for that uranus has been retrograding and it is beginning to station and go direct and it will go direct on the 14th and when planets station and go direct we usually see great shift and sudden shift okay so just be mindful that uranus is preparing to stay or is going station and it will direct and Uranus is sitting with Mars. And so just a reminder, Uranus is sudden shocking events. It can be sudden burst of inspiration or insight, but it can often be very unpredictable, and Uranus often has to do with ac- accidents, okay, like sudden accidents. It's electricity, and Mars is of course violence, passion ambition initiation but also it can be very confrontational and aggressive when Uranus and Mars come together this is a pretty harsh combination and it can cause sudden unexpected violent events so they've been traveling together ever since Mars entered Aries they will completely conjoin on get ready inauguration day on January 20th so I want you guys to be mindful of that if you are an Aries moon or an Aries rising, if this conjunction is happening in your sixth house of health or in the eighth house, be especially mindful in this time. Okay, I really want you to be safe driving. I, I really don't advise traveling. I really, you know, be really, really mindful with where you're going with what you're doing. If you have the moon in Aries, this could affect your head, you could be getting some headaches, you could be feeling a little hot headed or frustrated, you're prone to overheating. So be super careful at this time. Okay. The other thing that I want to mention is that we are, of course, in a Kalasarpa yoga, as I've been talking about, and Kalasarpa is where all of the planets are hemmed between Rahu and Ketu. It's a very karmic time. It's a time of great shift and great change. And so, all of this to say, we are in the midst of massive change and transformation, which I'm sure is not super surprising or shocking to you all. It's really the astrology reaffirming what we are currently experiencing, though many astrologers have been seeing this for months. So, hopefully, you all have been somewhat prepared by this podcast and this all isn't super surprising to you. I really do hope that because somebody asked me recently how I'm doing. And if I'm taking care of myself, and I am taking care of myself, you know, and I am a human, and I am not immune to feeling angry and upset and frustrated and sad. You know, like I feel those feelings. And having astrology really helps me just feel prepared. You know, I feel prepared. None of this is super surprising to me. I, you know, It helped me not be super surprised or super shocked, which I think is so helpful. It's helpful for me. So I hope that I've made these events clear in the past few podcasts. And I hope that you all feel somewhat prepared and not super surprised or shocked. And most of all, I hope that you feel really empowered in yourself and where to direct your focus and your energy and just know that you are so capable of changing the world every single day you are capable of making a massive impact and influence. I can think of so many people who I've had an interaction with, just like a two-minute interaction, and something that they said totally changed my life, how they treated me totally changed my life or inspired me. And you have the ability to change someone's world in every interaction. You have the ability to be love in every single interaction. And to demonstrate what that looks like and how that feels for somebody and of course depending on their work and what they're doing they it's going to be more or less easy for them to receive it just like i was talking about earlier if you feel love and you feel that in yourself and somebody treats you with love you're going to be able to receive it and meet them there if you're having a hard time reaching someone it's because they're not feeling that inside of themselves and there's only so much you can do about that right it's all of our responsibility to be doing this personal work inside of ourselves So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you are feeling prepared and I hope that you're feeling validated. Um, Again, this is a a time of great, great change and we're witnessing an event that is kind of like, I want to say a once in a lifetime experience, but it's not because look, Mars and Uranus combine forces once every two years. Jupiter and Saturn come together once every 20 years. Pluto makes a return, like what, once every 250 years, roughly. And so what we're witnessing now is a combination of all of this happening. It's not just one thing. So think about how rare this is. Um, And we are witnessing and experiencing something that is going to go down in history. So it's a very interesting time to be here. In this incarnation in this time and this place and there are many things in this life that we're not going to have a lot of control over and then there are so many things in our personal orbit that we have complete and total control over so i hope that you take that power with grace and you contribute to making your world and the world around you a sweet and soft place as well as you can while staying in touch with your integrity and doing what you need to do and fulfilling your dharma and your path and that's going to look so different for everyone if you would like to schedule a reading with me you can email me at astrology at gmail.com you can visit my website innerknowing.yoga please follow my instagram astrology underscore podcast and become a patron if you would like more astrology now content in your week again my name is christine rodriguez this is astrology now thank you so much